I think it's best for us to start by just saying, hey, let's throw out Valentine's Day and let's replace it with literally daily and weekly and monthly love and service. Mm -hmm. Makes you wonder how many relationships suffer after Valentine's Day because of the expectation wasn't met or there was a letdown that you didn't get me enough or you got me a better gift last year. And so how sad is that, that it's this holiday that you're supposed to, you know, quote unquote, love each other. But I bet you majority of the time it ends the complete opposite in most cases. Yeah. Welcome back to The Donkey. And The Bee. Where men are jackasses. And women are biatches. Where we work together to build an extraordinary life. Tune in to up your game in your marriage, entrepreneurship, and finances. Welcome back to The Donkey and The Bee with your hosts, Brett and Laura Shakavis. The Bee and The Donkey. The Donkey and The Bee, right here, coming at you. Where we talk all things marriage, entrepreneurship, and finances. And you know what today... I'm excited about because we're talking about Valentine's Day. Oh my goodness. Yes. The day of love. All right. Or is it? Well, I dodged a bullet because you did not want me to take you out last week for Valentine's Day. No. I don't think I ever have wanted you to take me out to Valentine's Day. No. Maybe when we first got married, the first year or two. I don't know. But ultimately, we have not celebrated Valentine's Day kind of our entire marriage. And what we're about to be at, uh, are we 18 years? Uh Uh-huh. 18 18 years. years. Mm -hmm. So I thought that we can share about this because I think this whole holiday is a bunch of crap. And I really, really appreciate that you do not force me to go on a specific day, a random arbitrary day of the year, take you out and buy you flowers. And that's not an expectation that you have for this one particular day. Correct. Yes. Um, We're talking about this because... Last week was Valentine's Day, and um, I was actually taking our daughters to the dentist a few days before Valentine's Day. And I'm in the waiting room, and the girls are getting the teeth cleaned. And uh, you know, there's like four dental hygienists talking in the front. And uh, I don't know if they know that I was there, but they were talking about Valentine's Day coming up, and they were all saying, oh, "My boyfriend better get me a bouquet of flowers, or my man better take me out. He didn't do enough last year." Um, and they were all were just talking about these expectations that they had for their significant others. And I was sitting there listening and thinking, like, that's ridiculous. Why would you want to force, pretty much force your significant other to purchase something for you to make you feel better, to make you feel like you're included in this love holiday? But it's not out of the own goodness of their own heart. It's because they feel pressured to do so. So I just thought it was so interesting and I actually came home and we talked about it because I was a little annoyed by it um, because, again, we don't celebrate Valentine's Day. But uh, I just so that I wanted to have Brett's opinion on it, like what he thought about it. And so we had a full on discussion. This is why we're talking about it today. Man, I've always wanted flowers. Like I don't, I don't really would ever use them or anything, but hell, I can eat some chocolate. Like how come men don't get some flowers and chocolate? That's true. Right. Maybe maybe yeah. a handgun. Or a bottle yeah, of whiskey. Exactly. Like, it's Valentine's Day. A nice bottle of whiskey or a handgun would be fantastic for your man. Agreed. Right? How come this expectation is only one-sided? It's totally one-sided. Yes. So, I think from that perspective, right, like, if you're gung-ho Valentine's Day, 
What happened if the, if the roles were switched? What if you as the recipient are now just the giver? Mm-hmm. Right? Would you think, well, maybe this holiday is kind of random and arbitrary and bullshit anyways, mm-hmm. and maybe we should get to the root cause of why this is here and kind of get on the same page with your spouse about, hey, you know what? If we want to show love and service and appreciation towards our spouse, we should probably do it in a different way. We should create some expectations for it because I got into this and started thinking about it. And I'm like, well, here's what actually pisses me off about Valentine's Day. It has nothing to do with flowers or candy or going out to dinner. That's totally fine. It is this external expectation. And what I mean by that is like, it's literally forced on us by either big business or by government or by Hallmark, by a lot of different outside services that are trying to make a profit that have really no care about how your relationship is going. You have all these external factors that really, they just want your money. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, why are we in the system where we are giving power in our marriages, in our relationships to these outside sources instead of saying, hey, you know what, that's bullshit. That's over there. I don't care what the, the credit card company wants me to do or what restaurants want me to do or if the government declares any new holiday. I don't care. That's not going to help me and my wife and my marriage. Right. Like, let's get on the same page with our own internal expectations for what we do to love and serve each other. Instead of flowers and chocolate, why don't you ask your significant other what their love language is? How do they receive love the best way? So it's like those five love languages, right? Physical touch. Um, shoot, hold on. <laughs> Physical touch, gifts, words of affirmation, quality time, and do you know it? No. Darn it! I thought you were going to come through. Oh, man. I, I had like, no idea. I'm like, man, she's going to name all five? Dang. I don't know what they are. I can think of like two. <laughs> physical touch. Well, because what are yours? Physical touch and... And sex. Okay, that's physical touch. <laughs> physical touch, words of affirmation. Gifts. Uh, gifts. Quality time. Quality time. Active, active service. That was it. Okay. Whew. All right. We got it. We got yeah. five. We got five. So I think learning what your significant other, what their love language is. I think that's vital. That's important. That's how you you can spend Valentine's Day, right? If their love language is gifts and they love flowers, then hey, there you go. That sure. works. Yeah, of course. But what if it's not? What if, like, I don't like flowers. Like, if you give me flowers, okay, oh, thanks, babe. Like, it's not, I, I don't receive love that way. Mm-hmm. So I think learning what their love language is, in most cases, in men, it's physical touch. I could be completely wrong, but I think in most cases it is physical. Yeah, touch. we looked it up. It was more than 50%. Oh, you looked it up? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, you mean the statistics? Yes. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, ladies, if you want to really impress him on Valentine's Day, take him to the bedroom. You know, that's that's really what he wants. But I think the whole point of this conversation <laughs> is Valentine's Day is once a year, mm-hmm. right? Your birthday is once a year. Mother's Day or Father's Day is once a year. Christmas is once a year. Whatever else you celebrate. That's like four or five holidays, right? Like that is not the times where you should be showing this love or these service or these gifts or the special time, right? I think those are still external factors, external expectations, even though they're, they're great and quality things and they're important and you probably should recognize them. I think maybe the Valentine's Day is the least of these. But nonetheless, like what is the pattern or the rhythm of your relationship? And if we're, we're classifying things into kind of two boxes, 
outside external expectations, stuff that's forced on you by society or culture. And then you have your own that you literally create through conversation, through habit with your spouse of here are our internal, internal not meaning inside of myself, but inside of our relationship, of our marriage, our family. Here are these expectations that we have for each other. And how are we creating a pattern in life where I can regularly, daily, weekly, all sorts of different patterns to show you love and respect and quality time and gifts and all these different other things? Well, I think that's just the thing. I think a lot of relationships don't have that conversation. I think that they're maybe afraid to have that conversation or awkward about having that conversation. I mean, we've talked about it many times before on the show that sex and money are the two topics that most people don't want to talk about. And I think those two topics are vital for any marriage to thrive. And so I think you're sitting down with your spouse and you're like, what is your love language or how can I serve you is probably something, a question that most couples have never asked. Mm -hmm. So I guess the challenge back at our listeners is, Hey, if you're married or you're dating somebody, why don't you go when you see them next, ask them, how can I serve you? Or how can I love you better? Like literally they will be floored if you ask them that. And I think, you know what their response is going to be? They're going to want to ask you that same question. They're going to want to serve you back. Mm Mm-hmm. So starts with one person. Yeah, I think a, and another easy way to do it is how are you just in your normal day to day helping them in the small ways that has already become a habit, right? Like, for example, like you made my coffee this morning, right? I appreciate that. I noticed that um, or w- taking out the trash. So many little things, especially from the perspective of a mom, if, if we're coming at this conversation saying, hey, let's throw out Valentine's Day because it's a bunch of, you know, crap, the mom's going to be like, or the wife's going to be like, well, right, like, what about all this stuff? I need my appreciation. And because I think more times than not, the wife carries a lot more of the load with family and work and everything, right? So if you're coming at it from that perspective of the man, what are those little things that your wife would appreciate helping with the kids' lunches, taking them to school, um, making the bed, cleaning up the hair out of your sink after you shower. Like what's the crap that bugs her that you do mm-hmm. or the the pain points that she has in her life that just the little things, right? And this is kind of where I talk about a pattern because you can have patterns daily, right? Like every morning you can make my coffee or every morning I can help with the kids' lunches. And then there's weekly, right? You could have patterns of, hey, let me do this for you, right? Like you go out with your girlfriend's Um, you know, once a month, you do whatever it is, we're going to have date night once a week. Those are patterns. And I think you can, you can and should have this conversation like you were talking about, which is maybe a little deeper, Mm -hmm. but you can also just recognize here is the patterns that are currently going through life. And I can realize that she appreciates these things or he appreciates them. And a lot of times they're small deals, but when you can acknowledge them and just kind of routinely put them into your life, you can start building these different things that are love and respect and service into these things because ultimately, man, a marriage is a lot of times just a little small act of service repeated back and forth like ping pong over and over again until it builds like this, like this solidity between you that it's like you you can't break this thing. Mm-hmm. When you were explaining that, I, I thought or I saw like a heartbeat. It's like the heartbeat of the relationship. And so I feel like if you don't do those things, it can slow the heartbeat of the relationship. 
and then it gets dull. And then you get jaded and burnt out on your relationship. And then you don't talk about things. And so I think it's just kind of a slow, I hate to say death, really, in a relationship. And so I think Mm -hmm. keeping that heartbeat flourishing is doing these little things. It all adds up. These small little tasks, these small little things that you do for your significant other, it's the heartbeat of your relationship. So think of it like that. Yeah. So I would kind of put these two things together. What you said and where you initially started about like love languages and then these patterns, these routines. And I would say, okay, let's combine these things together. Like as you want to kind of can build on these things, if you can identify, have these conversations about love languages or perhaps where your significant other needs more help, like and maybe seasonally, where they need more help in this season or just what they appreciate more, you take those things and you start working that with their love language, with the things that are important to them. Instead of just making coffee, it may be no big deal to them, right? Like, but if there is something, right, making the kids lunches or taking them to school, it may be super vitally important to them in this season of life. If you can find those things out and then structure that into your 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 daily, weekly, monthly patterns, and it may be like something so simple as just like listening, right? Your spouse gets home from from work and just five or ten minutes sit on the couch and just, hey, babe, how was your day, right? Like, but everyone's gonna be different. And those things, they're simple, but it, it, it's the core of everything. And I really, really think that crap like Valentine's Day, people use it as an excuse to not put in the hard work on their relationships. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's best for us to start by just saying, hey, let's throw out Valentine's Day and let's replace it with literally daily and weekly and monthly love and service. Mm-hmm. Makes you wonder how many relationships suffer after Valentine's Day because of the expectation wasn't met or there was a letdown that you didn't get me enough or you got me a better gift last year. And so how sad is that, that it's this holiday that you're supposed to, you know, quote unquote, love each other. But I bet you majority of the time it ends the complete opposite in most cases. Yeah. It's just a, the comparison game. Exactly. You know, you, the one one person could could do something and put their whole heart into it, but then it really just goes back to what does social media say? Exactly. Right? Like you posted mm-hmm. it and your other girlfriend said, oh, we went to the Bahamas, right? Like, mm-hmm. Or I got a new car or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's the one-up game, right? It is. Would you be upset if our daughter's future husbands didn't celebrate Valentine's Day? No. Why would I be upset about that? I would be more upset if our daughters were upset that their husbands didn't get them anything for Valentine's Day. I think I would be like, man, I did not do my job correctly as a parent. So explain that because I think that's the root issue here. If it's one thing to say for yourself, but to want it for your children, right? If you didn't want our girls to celebrate Valentine's Day, then then what, what is the core issue there? It's the expectation of something when the other party is forced to do it and you expect it, I feel like it's so wrong. I feel like that's not love. Like love is, is action. Love is, love is sacrifice really. And I feel like forcing it is not sacrifice. Forcing it is like dragging someone kicking and screaming. It's an obligation. And yes. Yeah. And so I feel like you're not emotionally secure in your own self 
if you are expecting someone else to do something for you to prove that that person loves you. That's not proof to me. So you can take a picture of your big bouquet of flowers and put it on social media and you feel like you're loved. Mm. That doesn't make sense to me. I so don't you're not know. confident in your relationship? Exactly. And in yourself, really. Mm. Because if I feel like the only reason why I want you to give me flowers is so I can post it on social media so my friends and family know that you, quote unquote, love me, that's an insecurity, I think. And so going back to the whole thing with the girls, if they expected that, I feel like we didn't instill or, or teach them the confidence or maybe emotional regulation within themselves. And I would feel like, not that I'm like a failure parent, but because if they celebrate Valentine's Day, great. And if they love it, great. But if they expect it, I think that's that's a different story. Yeah. Well, we talked about these love languages, right? So this is a really popular book by Gary Chapman. It's called The Five Love Languages. So you can go read that book. There's also a test. You can do an online test. tells you what your first and second love language is. But you can start there talking to your spouse. And then also, if you think that Valentine's Day is a load of crap and you don't want to do it next year, I would invite your spouse to listen to The Donkey and the Bee <laughs> and hear Laura's perspective. And as a man, I really appreciate that she sees through the bullcrap and knows that this is just a waste of money and corporate pressure to try and get people to spend hundreds of or thousands of dollars when you really should be putting in the time in, on your relationship. So thank you for joining us today on The Donkey and the Bee, and we will see you on the next one.